Welcome to the Rubens Abreu Podcast, your health dose of inspiration, knowledge, and entertainment. And I'm your host, Rubens Abreu. What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of this podcast. This is a short one, and I speak to a friend of mine from France who arrived in Australia four years ago to pursue his dreams of starting his own food business. Someone that never gave up on his dreams, he created three different food companies, closed two, and he's now the head chef and owner of Sacre Bleu, a French street food catering business using his passion for food and French culture to dish out happiness. His passion for cooking and food has created a no-ending trials to create his thing and learn as much as he can. What I love, love about this episode is how persistent this guy is to create new things. Without the passion for it, many would have quit. He lost around $50,000 in all this journey, but quitting is not an option. He says, We all have so much untapped potential. Believing in ourselves is a constant challenge. Whatever you want to achieve, you can do it. It is all on you. Find the motivation or go, then find the drive or passion. Nothing can stop you. And if I could add something to that, make sure you surround yourself with the right people. Do they inspire you? Are they positive? Do they have what you want? Do they talk about visions and ideas? So people, please welcome JC. All right, JC. Thanks, thanks for coming today. Hello, mate. I was looking forward to have a conversation with you, man. Um, tell a bit of our listeners, what's your background, where you come from, okay. what do you do? So my name is Jean-Charles Gares, I come from France. Uh, everyone calls me JC, so that, that's much easier. Um, yeah, got, a, got in Australia about four and a half years ago, almost five in, uh, in December. Um, yeah, working holiday visa, classic story, decided to stay. Um, and uh, starting my own little business called Lika Tucker. Um, so selling Bolton, which is South African style beef jerky. So I was a Frenchman making a South African product in Australia. Yeah, um, just for record for our listeners, I haven't tried Bolton in my whole life. So I've tried <laughs> the first time with um, JC and it was absolutely awesome. Really, yeah. really tasty. Thanks, man. Yeah. So yeah, and now I uh, moved on from that. I, I ran Lika Tucker for like two, three years. Um, and then I stopped. Um, I got a bit over it. Um, yeah, what happened there? Um, you know, a bit of a mix, uh, mix, mixed bag of, of different factors. Um, the first one is definitely the, the fact that I started that business to really prove something to myself. Yeah. Uh, then, then I was able to do it um, and also find, find a sort of like a, a purpose to, to do it, purpose in my life. So it was really, um, it was really amazing. Like I had so much drive. Um, I was knocking out so much work, but eventually that, that, amount of work I put into it catched up with me and uh, sort of burned out. And then the, when I realized then that the passion and the hard work was not enough and um, I needed to really develop my, the, the business in the sense of like making money, Yeah. Um, then um, I struggled and um, it was, I was out of, out of resources already to, to be able to, um, to take it to the next level. And um, yeah, I decided to, to move on from it. Yeah. Um, and started um, a new little venture pretty much immediately. Yeah. Uh, called Yomlet. So Yomlet, yeah. I was cooking omelets. Yeah, awesome. Um, I love this, I remember I that one. This, this venture is really yeah. cool. Um, did that for like about 10 months and recently, like 
about two months ago, I started a new venture called Sacre Bleu. Sacre Bleu. Um, and that's what you're doing now? You still have the overlaid one? Okay. So I stopped anything else and I'm focusing all, all my resources and efforts in developing that, that new venture. It's got, um, got a massive potential because yeah. I'm really targeting... Um, so, sorry, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a French food catering company. So yeah. I'm catering, you know, like um, French food with a twist to it, like, like new, new style sort of street food, French street food, you know, for yeah. Australian, you know, public. Yeah. Um, and if, if we break this down, how long did you do the um, leak attack at first? And then eventually did the omelette business. And then now you're doing this one. How, how was the time for those three? Um, Likataka took about two and a half years. Two and a half years, yeah, that's a long years time. Of development and of, of blood and sweat and tears. And the um, brandy looks amazing. Everything was so perfect I'm in still, packaging. It's still as strong in my heart as it was yesterday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just such an amazing brand. It's got it's got a lot of values. Yeah, uh, it's got a lot of potential. Yeah, um, it's just different factors of life as well. Not only business, but yeah. the fact that in Australia the whole um, the whole visa situation is a bit tricky. Um, so when you when you're an entrepreneur and you don't have the right visas, uh, you're playing with fire. Yeah, you know, like so. Um, so yeah, I decided to um, to move on. Yep. From that and yeah, now I'm pushing uh, this uh, fantastic yeah. uh, new 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 adventure and it's so good. You know, I'm, I really find myself into Sacre Bleu. You know, like it's great because I'm very patriotic. Since I left my country, I'm yeah. missing so much. So yeah, what do you miss most about your country? Um, it's a way of life, I guess, you know, like my culture, you know, my food, you know, like anything that, that we, we miss from our own country, you know, my yeah. family and friends. Um, I don't miss the weather. I think we can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is pretty, it's pretty sweet for that. Um, yeah, man. Um, looking forward to probably go back, you know, at some point. Yeah. Uh, going back to uh, the leak attack of business, I really want to talk about that because what well, something that really... Um, I remember a lot about that time. It's when you told me that when you start doing that business, I remember you pretty much having dry meat hanging on the walls of your room. I think that's fucking awesome. How you got stuck. Can you elaborate a little bit more the whole sure, journey? Man, like, I believed in my product. I believed in myself. I love cooking and I started everything from scratch. Yeah. Um, nothing is impossible. If you really want to do it, you can do it. And if people like your product, like to eat your product, like they will buy it. It's yeah, just, it's just as simple. Um, so I started, I started crave, like producing bolton, you know, like beef jerky in my bedroom. Yeah, it started all like this. I built my little wooden, you know, dryer with a <laughs> yeah. fan and started to, to, to so dry, awesome. you know, like few kilos and sell them, you know, to yeah. my colleagues at work. Um, I used to work in the office at the time. Yeah. Um, and then um, I produced a little bit more and started to sell to other offices around the office uh, where I was working. Um, and then I produced a little bit more and I started to like go to pubs, you know, at night. Wow. And that's just, how you were selling it. Yeah, bro. I was rocking the pubs, you know, in, in Newtown and I was selling, um, I was like a meat dealer, bro. I was coming, I was like, <laughs> meat dealer. <laughs> like people were like, Ed, do you have some? I'm like, yeah, yeah do you have 10 bucks? Yeah, here we go. You know? Here we go. Like, get some meat yeah, dealer. Get some meat, you know, with your beer, you know, and it was great, you know, like that's it, it cool, was hard man. work though. It was hard work, but it really helped to like, you know, develop the brand and, and believe believe in myself and the product and yeah. I really, um, but the interesting thing about about Lika Tucker is the the values hasn't changed you know since day one and I'm very proud of that it's been it's been really um, such a powerful brand um, 
And I still think, you know, like it could, it could, it could work. I just maybe maybe come it. back. Yeah, relaunch. Yeah, I did. I did a relaunch. Plan, I love. You know, like a yeah, few, a few months ago. I love that because you didn't quit. You just gave yourself a time to maybe, and you never know, right? You might go and back. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. It would be so easy to relaunch. Because you've got everything set. Yeah. yeah. I know already what was the right path. And I yeah. Know, I know what I didn't do. Yeah. And I know what I don't want to do anymore. Yeah. What doesn't need to be done. Yeah. And what needs to be anyway. Like, I'm, you know, obviously all I the, took a step, the road step map from, uh, from, from, from the experience. And yeah. You know, like, analyzed it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, before we jump to asking about the second business, because I want to know about why you finished and w what struggles, what you learned from, how did your family find um, your whole journey here as an entrepreneur? Are they very supportive? They know every single thing about your business, that you're actually doing a third one now. How is that for you? Do you have a lot of support coming from your family? I've been very independent, you know, obviously I'm here on the other side of the world. My family always been 100%, you know, supportive, you know, to anything I've, I've been doing in my life. So yeah. I'm very, I'm very lucky in that sense, you know, I've got a very supportive, you know, like uh, family and talking about my mother and my sister. Yeah. Um, yeah, they believe in me like, like no one else, more than I believe in myself. Um, yeah. So that, that's, that's amazing. Really, that's really important. Um, so they've been very supportive. They're just very proud, really. You know, they're, they're just very proud. They don't really grasped you know like the the actual you know um effort or like what was been happening in my life because obviously yeah. i'm not there um definitely but, but you know i give them some some you know like some feedback about what i've been through and, and yeah obviously when i'm down you know um, i tend to, to to talk to them because uh, they know me and they, they can uh, they can advise me and, and definitely me up you know like uh, give me back some some strength yeah um, when did you move to to sydney when was it Oh. When did you move to Australia? About four and a half years ago. Four and a half years. Yeah. How old? How old are you now? I'm 34. 34. Yeah. So yeah. I was just just about just before 30 years old. Mm -hmm. um, I've been living in uh, in England before that for two and a half years. Oh, cool. How was that for you? Um, it was alright. Like <laughs> it was the second time I was going back there. I've got, yeah. I've got like dear friends there, so it was not too bad. But something was missing in my life, so I decided to um, to go where. Um, I was in love with a Russian girl at the time as well. So oh, really? I been, yeah. I was spending a lot of time in Moscow. And, oh, really? Uh, in yeah. Russia? Damn. Yeah, That's very exotic. Um, then I've been, um, I decided to move on and go traveling. Mm -hmm. and so my plan, I had a big plan, always had a big plan. My plan was <laughs> to go to Russia and get, uh, get my girlfriend at the time and just get her out of Russia and just travel the world with her. So <laughs> no, uh, beautiful movie plan. It was romantic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to South Africa on yeah. my own first. And then I went from South Africa to Moscow. In December or November, November it was. It's yeah. And um, yeah, she didn't want it to leave Russia, so <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, all right, like let's bluff it, you know. I'm like, listen, I've got a, I've got a ticket to to Sydney. Like the train is leaving. You have to jump in the train. Yeah. The train is leaving. I'm not bluffing. I'm going, and I jump in the plane and then arrive in uh, in, uh, in Australia. And um, yeah, I was completely lost for like six months. Wow. Um, yeah, man. That's and amazing. Then, uh, then I started working again because I was broke. Yeah. What did you do? Um, what I've been doing for like many years now, uh, since uh, since I'm about 21 years old, I've been working in logistics, freight forwarding. Um, so yeah, cargo, you know, yeah. and cargo in the office. Um, it's not very challenging for me anymore. I don't yeah. really have any, uh, any more um, ambition for that trade. Uh, I just focus on my own, own stuff now. Yeah, definitely. Fun, you know? um, yeah, of course. 
and then and then yeah, my, my visa. I thought I was get I was gonna get sponsored through um, through that freight forwarding company, you know, in um, in, uh, in Sydney, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it didn't work out. Um, so yeah, um, so many stories so, like that. Yeah, it didn't work out at all, and um, I went I went uh, to dinner with uh, with a friend of mine, a Chilean friend of mine, um, and he's like. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to leave, you know, like yeah. whether it's good. I've got friends now, you know, like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And like, well, Jesse, just, um, what's your options? You know, I'm like, well, the only options right now is to get a, a student visa. Right. And he's like, well, don't, why don't you get a student visa? Yeah. And I'm like, because I'm not really a student, man. I've never been, you know, I stopped school <laughs> like 18 years old. I've just been like, yeah, that's a hard, hard choice. I've never, never been a very good student. And, um, it's like, but you got the biltong. You're making biltong. Why don't you start your biltong business? Yeah. So in in one sense, then this guy asked me to like take a, become a student and start my own business, and I'm like, man, you you're just crazy. That's too much. You just want to yeah. Like first, like me be responsible enough. I've been I've been running for ten years around the world, and you asked me to be responsible and create my own business. Yeah. Plus you asked me to become a student, which is like the last thing I want to do on my list. Yeah. And um, I got excited about the project. Two weeks later, I had a new job, I had a new visa. I was starting my business. Uh, I just like geared up straight away. And, That's uh, amazing, man. The rest is history. Yeah. Yeah. And it's why? Cool. Why Butong? Because I was making some when I was back in England. Yeah. But, um, my friends um, were South Africans, so um, they yeah. shared their culture with me, and uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the product. Um, and for just for the least in South Africans. They live on Biltong. That's their feel, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Biltong beer and rugby. That's yeah, that's much, it. That's pretty much the three things you know that South African live live from. You know, it's a it's a massive uh, part of their culture. And um, so I started to make some here, and it was delicious. And uh, to repeat myself, I just started to sell some, you know, around and yeah, and people really did it. And so I just I just keep making it. And then um, and then I decided to make the best Biltong in the world. So. Uh, yeah, I do believe you, you man. You I've tried it out. I've tried many out there, and it's nothing <laughs> like yours. You have to put, you have to put the, the the goal, you know, as high as you can. You know, yeah, like, have to wear the shirt. You know, like reach for the moon, and you may end up in the stars. Correct. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and why did you end up going to omelette business after? So you started the omelette. Um, oh, omelette. So um, yeah, then, you know, like there's been like some obviously like financial issues, you know, and, and we, with, uh, with Lika Tucker. Yeah. So I was not making money. I was even losing money and, uh, and I had to pay for a new visa and I needed cash quickly. Yep. Of um, course. I've been working on food markets, you know, selling, selling gold on through Lika Tucker, you know, yeah. for, for many years. Yeah. So I knew very much the target market and what was missing, you know, there. Um, and basically I was targeting, um, I'm a passionate about food. I like cooking food. Um, I love omelettes. It's always been my thing. So I'm like, oh, why not to start a, a, an omelette business? You know, like there's a gap in the market for like breakfast food on food markets. Yeah. Um, you can get Thai food. You can get whatever food you want. But, but in terms of like breakfast, like pure breakfast, you know, like it's, it's a bit restricted. Mm-hmm. So um, I just started it and it, it went, it took off straight away. Oh, really? Straight away from the first day. I That's started amazing. to make money. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I, I didn't look back, man. I was just, I was just much, uh, it was still hard work, but much easier because like when you run the old company and you, you sell products like, like Biltong or whatever, you know, like you, you need to provide to bottle shops and all sorts of revenue, revenue stream and, um, and wholesale, you know, like channels, it's, it's a constant pressure. 
it's, it's day and night. You, yeah. You, you always have something to do, always have something to But when you cook live, you know, like in a restaurant or you cook live, you know, on, on events, you know, like you go there, you cook, and then you go home and it's sort of over, you know what I mean? Gotcha, and yeah. You, you can really relax, you know, and, um, and focus, you know, on the, on the next cooking, you know? But you don't have to, like, go back to your kitchen and just worry about the production and, and the deliveries. And, and also, I think, because you're going to the food markets where people are already looking for fresh food to eat, whereas on Biltong, sometimes you have to find someone to resell yeah. it, maybe, or maybe so, you sell. So, yeah, that, as, I, as I was saying, you know, like, I just saw the, the gap in the market. Yeah. So, so, it's all about your target market. And that's what I learned through my Likadaga experience, you know. It was... Should I say experience or maybe experiment? You know, like yeah. because really I've been I've been learning so much about business, about myself, and 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 about you know, uh, like the right target market and, and the right product for the right people, and um, and how to reach them in terms of marketing, etc. Um. Uh, so yeah, the the right target market for for the breakfast was uh, was there. So I just uh, I just went straight on it. Yeah, it was really, yeah, awesome man. And now your third one. So why you you're not you're not doing the omelette thing anymore? No, right? I stopped I stopped the omelette. Um, so just for the record, like I started the omelette the day I stopped Likatoker. Wow. The same the the same day I decided you know like to stop Likatoker. I started the omelette, and a week later I was trading with the omelette. Yeah, I remember you pitching the omelette idea for me, Paul, and Fabiana in yes, the room. Yes, I remember it was, that. It was like a year before, I think. Yeah, yeah so you're I, already I, I, cooking that idea. I was already cooking that idea, you know, like I, I already saw the potential of it. Um, you know, it, it was simple. I, went, I was selling Bolton at the time, and I was looking at the people, and I was not selling that day, you know, like some day you have good days, some day you have bad days, and I was not selling Bolton. I was getting frustrated. Yeah. And I was looking at people, you know, I, and looking at how they were spending their money. And, and basically, when they come on a, on a food market, the first thing they're going to spend your, their dollars on is on a coffee. What is the second thing they're going to f- spend your food on? Uh, your, the, their money on? On food. Yeah. On food ready to eat. First, first. coffee, after food. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And the third, the, third, the, third, the third way they're going to spend money is if they have 20 or $50 left, they'll buy some Dalton, or they'll buy a, a candle, or they'll buy you know, a hat, or they buy, you know, like anything else. You know what I mean? So they, they sort of like that thing. And I'm like, man, like, I can't wait for them to decide if yes or no they have money left. Yeah. So it was, it, was, it was a definite, you know, coffee is obviously like crowded. So food was the right, the right thing. Yeah. And why did you stop? So I stopped Yomlets because, um, because I just, I got, I got a little bit bored of it. You know, like, uh, I mean, like, yeah. omelets are great, you know, but um, my business, like, really w- was stagnant, you know. I was, I was on a massive plateau. Um, I tried many things to, to, uh, to go through that plateau, like, yeah. um, and, and it didn't. It stayed, it stayed pretty, pretty solid, but yeah. not growing. So, and how um, long did you do that for? Uh, Ten months. Ten months, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, reached, it reached pretty much the, the peak, you know, like, only three months after I started. And then from there, I've been, like, fighting with finding new products to, like, try to conquer, you know, a different target market and target people yeah. and try to grow my revenue. But it didn't really work out. So, um, so yeah, I decided to, um, <laughs> to, uh, to do a French, um, a French venture and French food because I like cooking. And for me, you know, like uh, giving food to people is, is, is giving joy and happiness. So if, if I can cook good food, enjoy myself and make you happy, and make some dollars, you know, on the way. I think it's, it ticks all the boxes for me. Yeah, so I'm in the right trade. Win, win. It makes me happy. 
it makes you, it brings you joy, you know. Uh, it's, it's exactly, you know, what I need. Um, so, yeah, I wanted something with more French and my patriotism, you know, like kicking in, you know, like big time. And I was like, okay, what can I cook? And I start to develop like some great recipes. And, um, and um, uh, interesting story, the, the first time. Um, so, yeah, it took me like, again, it took me like two weeks to put Sacre Bleu together in terms of design and menu and everything. Like I was ready to, to, to trade, you know, very quickly. Um, invested maybe like five or six hundred dollars uh, in equipment and different yeah. sort of things stocks and stuff and the first market i did with it the first event was a night a night foodies event with a lot of food trucks and stuff mm -hmm. in, uh, in pickhurst um and that night it, it rained it rained all night it rained all night and it was the wrong target market as well the wrong area wow. so i lost i lost everything like all my savings i had like 600 cash you know like savings left and i lost everything in in, in, in four hours i was i was gutted i was gutted wow how did you feel man how did you uh, i was i was I was not even upset. I was just sad. I was just—it was a massive blow, you know. Like because I was—I was putting so much. Um, when I do something, I always go two hundred percent. You know, there's no there's no return point of return. Like I go I go full on. It was it was very tough. Um, but then I didn't give up. Like I hardly give up. You know, <laughs> I give up for. Oh, two man, you're doing your third business. You're definitely not gonna give up now. I, I give up on. Like, I give up for two hours and then I find a solution. <laughs> And then I find a solution oh, because the solution? I'm getting upset, you know. I'm, I'm like, <coughs> that was the solution. Um, the solution was sim simple. Like first, uh, I needed to make that money back, so I just push with Yumlet and go back to the market on trade, you know, regular yeah. trade, and build up that 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 asset, you know, that little little money to restart, you know. That's cool, uh, man. So you used it back to the first uh, business That's idea right. just to. That's right. Have more so money. you use, use one business to feed the other, you know, and, yeah. and to to grow the the the, the second business, you know, yeah. like it's exactly <coughs> what anyone could do having a regular job. And want to develop their business on the side. Yeah. You will use the money and the resources from the first job to actually develop, you know, your project. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's pretty much what happened. And it took me like maybe four weeks, two weeks, three weeks later at this French market. I heard about a French market. So um, where, where is the French market? In that was that was no no. It was a, just a one-off event. Oh really? Yeah, yeah uh, it was a one-day one. event. Not even yeah. big. Huh? Okay. Like, uh, maybe I don't know, forty stores or thirty stores. Okay. It was in the in the Shire, in uh, close to Cronulla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I went, I went there with Sacro Bleu, you know, um, and, uh, I sold out, I killed it. It was, it was fantastic. Wow. That's amazing. First time, first time in, uh, in, in all my career, you know, like then actually like I run out of products. It yeah. Was, it was such a feeling, man. It was, it was great. You and know, then when uh, you do that, do you work you with yourself? Do you have an extra person cooking? So with I, you I had to ask, um, because I was planning to sell out because I was like, this is the perfect target market. People who come to, you know, a French market, they yeah. come to eat French food, you know, so, um, so they'll be ready to spend their money and really, really yeah. hanging to like for my cooking. So I just believed in myself, believed in the product and, and make sure it was the right target market and it just went off. And so, yeah, um, I, had a, I had a friend of mine, Caroline, um, a French, uh, French girl um, from uh, Rewilding. Um, she's got a great, uh, great business um, platform to... Um, to go glamping, you know, in Australia. Yeah, um, make sure we tag her in the show yeah, notes yeah, and she, she make sure she's listening to this. Job. Yeah, um, and um, and yeah, she, we've been working on and off together, you know, like on my food markets to, to give me a, a little hand when I need. So I called her. Um, someone else was lined up. I can't remember. Someone else was lined up. Some random dude I find on the internet was lined up, and he, he <laughs> dropped he dropped the night before, like 9 p.m. Sent me a message on Facebook. He's like, "Sorry, I can't come." And I'm like, 
Oh, really? <laughs> so I called um, I called uh, Caroline and she said, oh, I can't come, you know, for three hours. I'm like, man, whatever you can do would be great. And um, thank God she was there because we got smashed. We got wow, really, imagine really it was just you, bro. Um, I would have not sold out. It would have been a mess. Yeah. I would have I would have done the job because I've been doing this for a long time now. But it would have been it would yeah. have been really difficult. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, and um, and even so, you know, I sold out because I still have some product left. But I run out of bread and I run out of this. Yeah, yeah. So at yeah, the end, yeah. I was like, shit, man, I've got still some product, but I can't sell it. So what I did, I just I just put in front of me everything I had, and I created a new dish. Oh, really? To I sell created everything? A new dish and I sold out everything. Bro. That's amazing. Yeah, bro. Quick, quick thinking, huh? Yeah, like wow. quick on your feet. Yeah, you are, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's also you got to adapt yourself to. You have to adapt yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you arrive to to a day at the market and you think you think is the right target market and you think is the is the perfect day and something goes wrong. Is not is not the right people. Is not the right day. You you have to you have to adapt and and, and twist things around a little bit. Yeah. Um, even if it's your pricing or if it's your your actual recipe. Um, yeah. If you do that, you can you can limit you know the. Um, limit the, the the trouble you know a little bit yeah yeah so um because you got so much out of the first business to the second one so you do you think that starting from the first one to the second was um a long learning journey that actually was worth it eventually to do what you were doing now as your first one oh your third one now yeah like what did you learn most, man? Yeah, so yeah. That, that's what I was trying to, to work out. You know, like with Lika Tucker, I learned so much, you know, about like one of the major, you know, uh, it's funny to, to think about it now, but one of the major, you know, like mistake I've made is like um, my cost, you know, always, you know, like always be spot on on your costs. And with Lika Tucker, I run, I run that business, you know, with having the cost on the top of my head, not to the cent, you know, like or to, to the dollar. Um, so, so that, that's, that's where now I'm super sharp. Like my costs are always spot on. And actually every time I've got a business idea or I've seen something in the street, I can tell you the cost of it in like five yeah. seconds. Yeah. Like now I know, I know that it's essential obviously. And yeah, uh, I don't know. some people will hear, listen to this and think, you know, like, uh, obviously it's, it's, it's essential, you know, yeah. but, you know, like sometimes you learn the hard way and, yeah. and, um, that's it yeah that, I think that's the, the biggest um, the biggest thing and, and be able to adapt you know to, to the situation and um, um, yeah and sometimes you know like the in the hard times you know it's very hard to, to keep focused you know and uh, I mean like Lika Tucker wasn't just just a happy story you know like um, I started business my first business out of nothing and I started um, a big relationship at the same time and I fucked up both. So, <laughs> so you know, like that, that yeah. tells you a lot, you know, on, on, on your priorities in life, you know. Um, uh, so I lost, uh, I lost both of it, which was, which was very, very hard, still is. Um, but it's a lot of lesson, you know, to take, you know. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I know you're doing now, we can maybe talk about a bit of, um, uh, for our listeners, the, how I met JC um, was through our, my first entrepreneur let's say course as a as I was a leadership management course here, I did a diploma for a year at this school that we recording right now called M M Institute. Uh, and that's how I got to meet him. Um, and I know now you're doing the workshops here sometimes like you you're doing one soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you, what, what sort of workshops are you doing here for the students? So um yeah there, there's a there's a workshop coming up um 
to help them to actually um, take action, you know, on their dreams and like actually, you know, start their food business. Yeah, like, focus on well, food, obviously. Obviously, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, like anyone can attend that workshop because there, there's a lot of like mechanism, you know, like in things that people can apply. And obviously, like I'm, I'm very passionate, so um, so it won't be boring, and, and people will, will be, you know. I hope you know, like, interested in my in my experience, oh, especially and if my, they want to work advice, with food. Know, yeah, my, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I took. I don't. It will be my first, you know, like teaching workshop. But I'm pretty confident. Like, I know my my subject, like the the back of my hand, and yeah, um, and I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to share to share the knowledge and hopefully to inspire you know some some uh, some new you know entrepreneur to um to give it a go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Um, what did you get the most out of all those three businesses? If you could maybe say one thing that you thought like, wow, that was something that was so worth it. Maybe, maybe like you said, now when we were talking before, you're talking about how now you're starting to believe in yourself a little bit more. Maybe you can talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, before, before starting Lika Tucker, as I said, you know, like when I started Lika Tucker, it really gave me like a, a purpose, you know, a sense something to do something bigger than me something some something to prove myself you know uh, so really it was to prove myself that i could do it i think that that was um that was my uh my ego you know like the, the error you know I, I would have made with that business you know like really focusing on like i can do it i can do it look at me you know guys uh, i wanted i really wanted to you know like um recognition from my peers you know for what i was doing and um and that is probably the biggest error I've made, you know, with starting Lika Tucker. But I had to go through that stage, you know. I had to go through that stage. And um, what was your question again? Here's um, about believing yourself. Yeah, and so yeah. and so yeah, it really helped me to really like um, believe in myself and and have people around me who like pushing me and believing me. Um, and one was feeding the other, you know, and um, and it really helped me to like develop develop that business you know and, yeah. and, and come up you know like even if he, if that business hasn't been successful it hasn't been a failure either so um, and how long have you been doing the third one now Sacroblo started about two months ago two months ago yeah, congrats man. man yeah thanks and it, cool. it's already very profitable and um, wow. I'm going from zero to 100 straight away um, yeah I'm, t I'm saying that because in, in two weeks time I'm, I'm gonna be at the, the big French festival in Circular Key yeah. Um, so that's which day is that? So the Thursday, they want to go. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So the 12, 13, 14, and fifteen of July. Cool. I'll so make sure uh, I put in the show notes. The it's links in Circular Key. Um, yeah. Um, it's gonna be massive. I'm going there with a um, with a very good um, a very good menu. I've got deep fried deep fried camembert burger. Wow. Yeah. I've got um, I've got some truffle croque monsieur. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm doing like a baked camembert, you know, with um, with garlic, rosemary, and well, it sounds delicious. Like, it's so good, man, and, <laughs> and some like uh, deep fried camembert croquettes. Yeah, so it's like nuggets, you know, of camembert, you know, yeah, yeah. melted and, and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, it's so good, so good. That's so I'm amazing. Up, I'm hiring, you know, like um, three people to work with me. Yeah. Uh, over four days. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big, uh, it's a big challenge. I had to borrow money, uh, to, uh, but you know, like I'm looking, uh, it's gonna be a great success. So uh, yeah, it's the perfect target market again. You know, the perfect food, yeah, uh, the perfect timing, uh, the perfect product. Yeah. you know, like um, what what does people want? You know, when they come to a French uh, French uh, festival, definitely I ask you, what do they want? 
Well, they want food and then they want some crepes. Crepes. Sorry, I was so trying to find the word. What do they want? What people want? You know, from from a French festival, they want wine. I don't want cheese, bro. Yeah. Wine and cheese. <laughs> if you got one of those, you're gonna kill it. <laughs> it's simple, but it's it's so true. Um, yeah. And um, that that's what I did with um, with Sacre this time. You know, I really focus on on, on camembert and, and yeah. melted cheese, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. And really apart fun. from you with the markets, how do you target yourself, man? Usually, how do you? Because I know you have the market, so it's a big exposure for your business because mm. uh, you have tons of people that they're looking for food. French market done. How do you usually target yourself? What do you think it's more um, useful for you to target your business? Do you do anything differently, or you just basically go to the food markets, or do you do, do you do social media at all? Oh, um, um, to market to market myself. Yeah, to, to target, target yourself. To market yeah. the business. Um, well, marketing is not my 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 strength. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, I need to find someone to take care of my social media. Yeah, outsourced. Um, yeah, I've got great ideas. I'm happy to give that ideas to that person. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm lacking of like um, uh, to action those ideas and, and to actually put them in practice. Just because I'm already doing everything else. Really. Yeah, of course, <laughs> definitely. I'm cooking. It's just a one man like, business. You know, yeah. like, um, so I've got few few like um, designers. You know, can help me graphic designers. That's cool, man. So mm -hmm. I can get you know like. You know, branding, you know, sorted and stuff like this. Um, then the menu that's on me, yeah, that's through my experience and then my cooking, and yeah, um, and so that that's that's easy. Um, well, easy, it's adaptable, and, and then yeah, man, just like I'm, I'm good at marketing the business on the spot. So yeah, you you, this, you you can know, sell like, it. Yeah, you I can, can market I can yourself. Sell, there. I can sell it easy, you know, but then off off site, you know, like um, it's harder, you know, like for me. I mean. Obviously, with food, you just go on Instagram and put like some delicious pictures, you know, yeah. and that should be the trick. <laughs> you just use the just hashtags there. The right hashtags and stuff. <laughs> and I, it's funny because it's exactly what happened with Luca Tucker. Again, you know, like um, I know what I've got to do, but I don't do it. Yeah. It's, 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 why, it's such why, a weird feeling, bro. Why do you think you, it's so interesting you said you know what to do, but you yeah. don't do it? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I don't know, bro. Yeah. I still haven't found out. I don't know. It's. Um, yeah, it's a good know, question, man. Yeah, that's I've got, interesting. I've a lot. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess you 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 specialize in some things and specialize in, in others. You know, like maybe maybe, maybe I'm just, just a, like you maybe said. I just don't have the the the, the skill set, you know, to actually make it happen. But I mean, like how hard it is to post, you know, a picture on Instagram. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I may I may even do my own like uh, pictures, you know, like for yeah. my menus and stuff. I, I build myself a white box. I've got lamps. Yeah. I've got. I take my iPad and I just boom. One shot and it's the perfect picture, you know. Yeah. So I've got, I've got that. I, I went through that experimentation yeah. and training. But, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I think I it's just, just eventually when you like get, you know, medium bigger, you of course you're gonna outsource the, those sort of yeah. service for yourself. I'm happy to pay right now, you know, for someone to deal with it. Yeah. Like if someone come to me and said, "I'm gonna make you Instagram famous," I fucking pay for it. Yeah. I'm happy. Cool. I'm happy to pay for it. With yeah. license out there. Yeah. You have a proposal. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be famous. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's it's awesome. Be part of the adventure. Just yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, yeah, I think I got a lot out of it. Um, before asking you maybe the last questions, um, what people can find you if they want contact you or 
Anything particular? Sure. Just Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, just go jump on Facebook, Instagram, uh, look for uh, Sacre Bleu Sydney. Sacre Bleu Sydney, uh, yeah. So uh, Sacre Bleu is S-A-C-R-E space B-L-E-U. Yep. Um, Sydney, um, yeah, you'll find me. Awesome. Too easy. That's the best way to contact you. I'll put in the show notes. What do, you, what do you see yourself now, man? Like with um, with the business and everything. What do you want to get? What's the? Do you have a big oh, vision? Oh man, I've got something? a big vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to sell it already. That's I just cool. started it. Um, <laughs> I want to sell it already. So I want to make a bit of money in this way. My, I already booked. Um, I already booked like several uh, festivals around the East Coast. So uh, Sacrobel soon is going to be in um, in Brisbane, in on the Gold Coast, in Melbourne, in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, so I'm going big straight away. Um, Amazing. Reaching for my target market again. So I'm of looking course. for like French festivals and French markets. Yeah. Uh, one-offs, you know, big ones. Um, and since last week, I decided to target as well cheese festivals. So um, yeah. So it's gonna be great. Um, and I'm, I'm, why do you want to sell already? What's what's the thing behind it? Um, do you want to create something new I again? I want to France. Oh, that's the goal. That's the goal. Wow, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. And when, when do you want to go back? Do you have a at the end of my visa? So March. March of next year. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to start something there, obviously. Yeah. That's why I need money. <laughs> gotcha, bro. So, um, so I'm setting up all the business to be ready to roll and be a success. Uh, and I will sell that business as a successful business. Cool. Um, and someone else will get famous for it. I don't care. I'll, I'll start a new business somewhere else. That's it. Well, like how many companies, you know, small, big size, they, they are basically or people. They basically are there to create a foundation. And then selling to, that's what they're passionate about. They love doing that. It can be a small business like yourself or a massive company. Some people do that and they basically, they're hobbies. And that's what they are passionate about, creating business yeah. and selling it afterwards. And like the buzz you get from creating a business, you have to say, is massive. I can even uh, t- talk about because I haven't actually started or created anything you from know, my like, own. But obviously, obviously every, can, yeah. every stage you know, of, of the, the startup process is amazing because... Everything is going so fast. Everything is growing. You know, every day you got something new. You're adding something to the to the uh, to the machine. You know, and yeah. all of a sudden, like at the some point, you know, the machine start to like roll by itself. You know, and it's just going faster and faster, yeah. and it's just so exhilarating. You know? Yeah. Um, and when he eventually, if he gets successful, it's great. You know, like you can either develop it and make it bigger, or either you know, like you know, if you if you want to feel keep feeling that that thing, you know, that sort of. Im- instant you know like sort of um, uh, gratification sort of yeah. thing, you know like you can you can just fucking sell it and just start another one yeah do you have <laughs> do you have idea for when you go back like already or do you have plenty of ideas yeah no i've got it'll I've be got, food I've right got a list, yeah i've got a list of businesses cool. I've, got, I've got ideas on awesome. but i've got really like two main you know businesses i want to i want to start in paris um and yeah it's related so okay so that's where you're from paris yeah. On, that's amazing, man. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So yeah, just targeting the, the the global trends, you know, in food, and just starting something, you know, related to that. Yeah. Um, trying to bring pretty much, you know, something from here to there. Yeah, that probably will be the uh, the selling point, maybe. Yeah, man. Like everything is global, especially our like generation. You know, like um, twenty to to forty. You know, like yeah, like around thirties. You know, like. Yeah, everything everything is um, is much more global, you know, from food trends to um, to style to um, to fashion. So um, yeah, yeah, that's it's cool, man. Um, and anything you're very grateful for today, or in particular in your life, could be one, two, to three things. Anything that you want to share with us? 
I'm just, I just feel very lucky and grateful that I'm able to do whatever I want. So um, it's, that's it's, fair, a very, man. It's, it's a very, it's a very big gift, you know, like we have, you know, like, um, you know, we all love to cry on ourselves, you know, I love to be a victim as well, you know, now and then. We but, all do. But, but, you know, like, to be fair, you know, there is nothing that stops you to, to do a lot of things. Okay, there's some things that are a bit maybe too big or too, too complicated. But, yeah. But man, when, when, it, when it comes down to like, you know, like take an action after another, you know, like no one can actually stop you. It's it's fantastic feeling, you know. Yeah. Like to, uh, I'm so grateful of that. And every day, you know, I wake up and every day, you know, I know that I'm going to give you a step closer from my goal. Uh, nothing can stop me, man. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think we got a lot out of it. Thanks. Man. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I was... I was taking some time to um, think about the right questions to ask you, but I wanted to do this more naturally, coming from a place of curiosity. Cool. And I think I got a lot out of it. It was mad. Yeah, yeah it was really thank cool. Thank you very much. So thanks for having me, bro. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please leave a five-star review, including a comment. That will help me massively, and I would be so, so grateful. You guys can find me on Facebook, Facebook page, and YouTube channel as Rubens Abreu just like the name of this podcast. And also on my Instagram with the same name or as Rubens GNA. So it's Rubens GNA. You guys can reach me out there and I would love to hear your comments and the feedback. Thank you very much. Until the next episode.